Hey, welcome to TPT's podcast. I'm Dan Friel. On this edition, we're going to check in with the folks behind the team Shara Zedek, which is playing on behalf of the Medical Center in Jerusalem. I think you really enjoy this conversation. For more information about Shara Zedek or the team or anybody that's competing in TPT this year, be sure to check out thetournament.com. My name is Adam King. I'm with uh, my good buddy, John Baptist Ruggiero, Stephen Matloff, and David Blue. We are the Shari Tzedek basketball team representing Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. We're excited to be here with you, Dan. Adam, what is the Shari Tzedek Medical Center? Uh, Shari Tzedek Medical Center is the premier medical institution in the city of Jerusalem. Uh, a medical center differs from a hospital in the sense that it's not just a hospital, but it's also a research center and an institute of teaching. How did this team come together? Uh, David, you kind of started with us. Yeah, sure. Uh, Dan, um, so Adam and I were playing basketball one Sunday, and I played in the tournament last year, and um, I got the email that says, all right, fellas, it's time to put your teams together. And at that moment, I just blurted out to Adam, let's put a team together. And he said, that's a great idea. Let's, let's do it for the hospital. And I said, great idea. And uh, that's kind of how the whole idea started. We started off by just going to uh, uh, one of our friend's houses and playing. And then we eventually found a gym. And uh, now we've been sort of practicing there once a week. Why are you guys playing in TBT? Why are we playing in TBT? That's a good question, Dan. Uh, playing in TBT for many reasons. First of all, uh, there's a tremendous prize at stake, and our hospital would love the ability to grow, take $2 million to grow um, uh, in, in that capacity. But really, we're also bringing awareness to a tremendous amount of work that we do in Jerusalem. Our hospital treats 70% of the terrorist victims in all of Israel. Uh, we've had over 600 terrorist attacks since October 3rd alone. And that just simply doesn't get reported in the media too often. Um, and that's something very personal to all of us. Uh, David also has a very personal story, uh, which really ties him to playing for the hospital. Well, you know, also I think, uh, you know, as a, as a professional athlete, probably the funnest and most important part was the, the charity work that, that we did as players. And um, not all of us on the team can simply write a check and make a donation. But one way for us to actually give back to a community is, is through basketball. And uh, everybody on the team has sort of bought into that idea. And um, it's, it's for a good cause. And I think that it touches the hearts of all of us. And we all have reasons to give back to, to any community, really. And if we can do it through basketball, then you know, so be it. Stephen, being involved in the Sharazetic Medical Center as you have, what would it mean if this team were to win TBT? Well, I think winning, uh, you know, it's obvious, $2 million to the hospital is a significant uh, uh, contribution um, in compared to what our annual fundraising is. So that's an obvious one. But, you know, in reality, I think we want to bring a lot of uh, exposure for the hospital. Um, we want to uh, have our community here in Los Angeles get excited about the uh, idea that a nonprofit organization is looking at a really creative way not only to fundraise but also to friend raise. Um, these guys, I'm not playing on the court, but I, I get out there on Tuesdays and watch these guys uh, play ball, and, and there's a good crowd that comes. 
uh, out. And it's just a festive atmosphere. And there's really there's no other organization that I know of uh, that is looking at fundraising and friendraising in this creative way. Now, listen, we as, as American Committee for Charlotte Aesthetic, uh, which I'm here representing, I'm, I'm a member of that organization, we still engage in all of the traditional methods of fundraising, and that's happening. Uh, but this is uh, an incredibly creative and, and fun way uh, for us to, to bring the message of the hospital to a broader group. Jean-Baptiste, how closely have you paid attention to the other teams that are competing in the West region so far? Um, I haven't been paying too much attention to it so far, so I'm just focusing on our group. Um, you know, trying to get everyone involved. Um, I, I've always been involved in my team, my previous teams, as a as a kind of a glue, and I'm trying to get everyone involved on the same level. And uh, it's all about friendship. Uh, we have, we need a very good team spirit to get a chance to advance. So I'm working on this mostly, and uh, I'll leave the competition to those guys. David, how closely have you had a chance to actually look at the competition that you're going to be facing in the West Regional and what's your expectation of, of success? Yeah, you know, uh, fortunately we, we have a, a, a big network uh, here in LA in the basketball community and a lot of, a lot of the guys on the different teams um, are here training in the offseason and so we've invited a few of the other players out to our game on Tuesday nights and it's been fun to, to kind of see them uh, up, up close. Uh, with regard to uh, the, the team aspect, you know, last year uh, there were some good teams and I saw them, but I like our team. I think uh, probably the biggest thing we have going is our camaraderie, as JV said. We're all friends, we all get along, and, you know, at the end of the day, that's kind of the most important thing that a team can have is good chemistry. We have the talent, we have the size, we have the determination, but what we have is, is the chemistry, and I, I don't know if all teams have that chemistry. Stephen, can you put a little bit of um, um, context in terms of what you meant by friend raising? That's a term I don't think I've heard before. It may be common, but I, I haven't heard it, and I was hoping you can kind of explain to us what you meant by that. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, traditional fundraising uh, entails going out, asking people for checks uh, on a one-off basis, or maybe you can find small communities of people who might have a particular interest in, in something. In our case, obviously, in uh, healthcare in Jerusalem and in Israel and, and uh, beyond. Friend raising, though, is really getting a different group of people who otherwise would not be, for lack of a better term, on, on sort of a target list of, of any organization to get to know the, the institution, um, maybe a different demographic. I mean, when you're really trying to uh, go out and raise money for an organization, you want to be efficient about it, obviously. But you're not necessarily targeting you know, the 20-year-olds, the 30-year-olds who might be early in their careers, might not have established their own sort of charitable uh, priorities, uh, and so you sort of lose them because they're not your focus area. When you're friend-raising, though, you're just creating uh, a general atmosphere of interest around a particular uh, organization so that when that 20-year-old, when that 30-year-old, when that 40-year-old becomes a 50-year-old, a 60-year-old, uh, or, or, listen, happens to do well in their 40s and has resources and makes uh, charitable intent a priority, that they know that you are around, that you exist, uh, that you're an organization that they feel comfortable with, that there are people uh, who are involved with the organization they're comfortable with, and you want to be there and you want to be available. And so that's really what friend-raising is. Adam, how closely does that idea of friend-raising dovetail with what you had to undertake to get the votes for this team in the course of qualifying for TBT? 
Well, one of the things that we started with in the beginning of this program was really trying to build a community around Shari Tzedek on a basketball court. And so we had a tremendous amount of support right from the beginning. And uh, going after votes, it was mostly about pulling specific resources together, and a lot of them have been extremely local. We finished third in our division for votes, uh, and, I, and I attribute this to the fact that we have a lot of friends and a lot of people who were brought into our community through TBT uh, to become uh, better friends and, and new friends. So um, this concept of friend raising was something that we really focused on, uh, and, uh, and, and it's paid off. There's such a, a wonderful bond that happens when you get two people on the court to play together. You know, in the traditional mechanisms of basketball, everybody's talking back and forth, and it just takes all of the uh, nuances of social interaction, throws it out the window, and it, and it really creates tremendous friendships. And that helped us tremendously in the vote-getting process, and it will continue to help us as we build this program out. Do you expect, um, Adam, as you go forward, that the friend-raising component, the, the building out the younger uh, fans of maybe the team will actually lead to, as Stephen alluded to, uh, increased interest for them as they get to be in their 30s, 40s, and 50s in Sharazetic and in the in the work that you all do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, on August 28th, we're going to be having a big uh, summer soiree to honor the basketball team, and uh, we're going to be bringing a lot of our new friends under one roof for uh, a celebration of the end of summer and uh, uh, some informative gathering on the hospital and really get people into the program. And, um, and uh, so as we move forward, there's a tremendous amount of ways that we've incorporated those new friends into our existing group of older friends. David, in building the team, it's really apparent that there's a real international flavor uh, with the squad, and it's not just people from the Los Angeles area. It's people from all over the world that are joining you. How did you go about picking the players that you have And uh, the first part? And the second part would be, how closely does that mimic the mission of Sharazetic, which is known as the hospital with the heart? Yeah, well, um, as far as picking the players, we had a few referrals from guys. Um, I think the first probably four or five runs we invited as many people as we could, and we sort of staged it as a, as a tryout, so to speak. Uh, and then from there, we were able to pick one or two guys that we liked. Um, we also wanted to choose guys that understood that what we're playing for is not for personal gain, but for helping the hospital. Uh, with regard to Shard Zed and its international region and our uh, international uh, makeup, um, you know, Shard Zedek, is, is the hospital in Jerusalem that helps everybody. So it, 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 all religions and nationalities can come there and, and get treatment or help if, if they need it. And, you know, that, that's kind of the, the global environment that, that our team encompasses. And it's not just the nationalities and, and religions and everything. It's also the, the professions of guys you know, that we have on our team. Um, you know, I don't think any of the guys on our team right now are, are currently playing professional basketball. They're all doing other things in life, and maybe in the past they had played basketball. So we've sort of diversified in that regard where we have guys from all walks of life. So that kind of mimics the Sharazetic, uh, you know, sentiment. Just to touch on that a little bit, Dan, I want to uh, point out about our hospital that 
since Israel is such a rich and diverse uh, multi-ethnic culture, um, our hospital, we're really proud to be the most diverse hospital, uh, both in terms of medical workers in Israel, as well as in patients. Uh, we see the most amount of uh, um, Arab patients, we have the most amount of Arab doctors, uh, and it's really a beautiful message because it, in a, in a war-torn region that is so chaotic, in this particular uh, space in the world, behind our doors, there's only peace. And I use this analogy that uh, there's a sobering reality that you'll go into our hospital and you'll see a, a, a Catholic priest praying over someone in one room, a Muslim woman praying over her beloved in another room, and then a Jewish uh, Orthodox praying over their beloved in another room, and they're all together kind of in this, uh, uh, like I said, this sobering uh, wake-up that outside there might be conflict, but inside there's, there's peace. And that's what we, we really pride ourselves on at Shari Tzedek. And there's actually one other element, too. This is something that I've dealt with. I've been involved with Shari Tzedek for a long time, and the question always comes up, hey, I live in Los Angeles, I live in New York, you know, why should I be interested in healthcare in, in Jerusalem? The reality is, is this healthcare and the work that happens uh, within the walls of Shara Tzedek, it actually comes to our front doors. It comes to our front doors in the form of research uh, that's done that benefits uh, medical knowledge. Uh, Shara Tzedek published over 350 uh, articles last year in peer-reviewed journals. There are incredible stories about cardiologists who actually uh, will, will broadcast, uh, probably a little bit different than our setup today, but will actually broadcast from an operating room in, in uh, Sharetzetic, at Sharetzetic in Jerusalem, and that night we'll actually fly to the States and we'll actually present the case that they did uh, at, at, a, at a, uh, a large conference in, in uh, say, D.C., for instance. So the medical knowledge that's being developed there gets distributed around the world. I will also say that Sharetzetic has had a massive, uh, has been a massive contributor to the Israeli Defense Forces efforts around the world uh, after various natural disasters. So. Uh, uh, in Nepal, in Haiti, in the Philippines, um, in, a, in Japan after the tsunami, uh, Shard Sevek's staff is actually on the ground in leadership positions for the Israeli Defense Forces humanitarian missions to those areas. So, you know, we live in Los Angeles. This is certainly earthquake country. We talk all the time about the big one. Uh, I don't think it's so far-fetched to think that we uh, here in our own hometown uh, could benefit from uh, the work uh, of Sharetzetic staff, uh, you know, here. So it really is very, very personal. David, you made a, a big name for yourself playing in Tel Aviv um, outside of Jerusalem. But w how aware of Sharetzetic were you when you were playing in Israel? I wasn't aware at all, actually. Uh, I wasn't really aware until I met my friend Adam here uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, you know, I, I, I was aware, however, that the Israelis are sort of on the forefront of the cutting edge of medical technology and sort of uh, human capital when it comes to helping around the world uh, in times of need. So I knew that, but as far as the actual hospital, um, you know, I lived in Tel Aviv and I was sort of uh, focused on my basketball career. I didn't make it out to Jerusalem that much. Um, so I really learned most of what I know now about the hospital from Africa. Stephen, how did you get involved in, in being such an uh, important benefactor and fundraiser for the medical center itself? Well, the first time I ever visited the hospital was in 1981, when I was eight years old. Uh, and it was really because of my father, um, completely because of my father. I actually told the story 
uh, earlier today. I'll keep it very brief. My father was a heart surgeon here in Los Angeles, and a lot of uh, his patients uh, who were showing up on his table here in L.A. were from Israel and from the Middle East generally. And he started asking them, why, why have you come here? Uh, and it basically turned out that, uh, you know, especially in those days, that healthcare in Israel was largely socialized, which meant that there were long wait times for people to actually get care. So those who could afford it would get on planes to come to the States. And my father really felt that that was wrong. So he spent the better part of the next 13 or 14 years pushing hard to develop a comprehensive cardiac center. And he did that at Sharetzetic. He found an incredible partner in Sharetzetic. And our family's commitment uh, to the hospital uh, and to the medical center has been uh, undying since then. And I've got to tell you, every single day I'm proud uh, that our family's name is, is associated with Sharetzetic. It's an incredible gift that my father left uh, for me and for my family. And Adam, even beyond all those contributions that have been made uh, by Stephen's family, there's more development going on at Sharazetic all the time. I know that there's a uh, children's hospital that is uh, a major focus of, of uh, fundraising and other plans as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Wilf Children's Hospital, uh, we call it our next generation building, uh, is a full pediatric uh, center. And uh, it, it, I was actually there in March. It's one of the most unique pediatric centers in the world. It has its own petting zoo. Uh, it has its own clown staff. Uh, we try You're, to kidding. You're kidding me. That's amazing. Uh, That's amazing. A petting zoo at a hospital, I never would have thought. Music therapy. Music therapy. It has its own school so that the kids don't miss a beat in school. And uh, it's so all-inclusive. And one of, the, one of the most touching things when I was there in March, I was walking around uh, the, the, uh, the children's hospital, and I was just, uh, you see all these children with life-threatening diseases with beautiful smiles on their faces. And uh, we were actually in a conversation last night, J.D. and I, about... Um, attitude and how it affects the healing process and that's just something that we've really put uh, forth as, a, as, a, as the right step forward that uh, when these kids are happy it really helps them. You know actually I'd love to add just to give people a sense for sort of how big this institution is because again you hear hospital in Jerusalem and you think maybe it's a, a podunk effort over there. Uh, this is a hospital that last year delivered 22,400 babies. 22,400 babies. So most in the Western world. Most in the Western world, it's about four times the number of deliveries as our largest tertiary care uh, center here in Los Angeles, which does a lot of volume. So this, uh, by no means, is a small show. It's uh, a huge hospital with a thousand beds, 140,000 ER visits a year. Um, you know, they have they run the spectrum from uh, delivering a child, caring for them throughout life, palliative care towards the end of life, uh, physical therapy along the way. I mean, there is literally no service uh, related to healthcare and medicine that is not offered there. And it's actually growing. We, you, spoke, you asked about growth. Uh, we have major expansion plans in 2016, 2017, include uh, a huge oncology center. So it's, uh, the work that's being done there is really extraordinary. JB, how did you, I don't mean to exclude you, but how did you come to be involved in this, in this program? Were you, did you develop a friendship with Adam, or what's your relationship here? I mean, I, I was friendly with David uh, for a while. He introduced me to, uh, to Adam, and uh, it just clicked, you know, and uh, we started playing together, and I uh, heard about this project. It's all about friendship. For me, it's about uh, charity work. Um, it's, a, uh, it's a good project. It's, a, it's an amazing 
uh, opportunity to do something good. So they asked me if I was on board uh, to help put together a team. Uh, of course. Uh, so it's been it's been fantastic from day one. So I'm, I'm very excited. From from what Adam said about you, JB, and then from what you said before, it does sound like you've got a lot of responsibility as it pertains to getting the team in mental focus and emotionally prepared to play. Do you have any special kind of um, training sessions organized or any ideas in place to to make that happen? No, I mean I'm not the most uh, I'm not the youngest of this team and not the most athletic, but uh, I have other qualities and uh, that's my thing. I, I'm uh, I'm a people person. And I'm and I'm always trying to get people to work well together, and that's my my focus with this group. I'm trying to get everyone involved the right way. You know, put aside all personal stuff and they just make that. You know, and uh, I'm I'm working on it. We're all working on it, but we all have, we all have our own parts on this project, and that's that's mine. I have to say, Dan, JPD has been one of the most unbelievable additions to this team. Without JB. Half of this wouldn't have happened. He's been there from the beginning, and uh, it's this is the man on the team. Right <laughs> well, gentlemen, I really appreciate your time. I know it's been uh, it's been a really great experience, hopefully for you so far in the voting, and hopefully the the action on the court is even better. Uh, appreciate your time, and we'll see you in Los Angeles in a couple of weeks. You got it. We're looking forward to it, Dan. Thank you, guys. Yeah.